Welcome everybody to chapter 41 of Legion's Cast. Legion's Cast, wow, it's been a while. We uh, we meant to be back sooner. Life happened, holidays happened, all kinds of things happened. It's taken us a while to get back to the mics, but we're here. Uh, we being me, Lord Stephen Bishotti, and with me on Legion's Cast, as always, is Legion's Len. How you doing, Len? Great. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing fantastic. Man, it's been a long time, huh, bud? To quote the late, great Peter McCarthy, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Wow, um, lots happened uh, in the Mythic Legion's world and community. Uh, the the Necronominus uh, wave, not Necronom, yes, yes, yes. Necronominus. Necronominus wave is has is closed. It's pre-orders. Just uh, closed. People, you missed out on those figures. And you're listening to this. I think you have a problem. Um, but not too big of a problem because you can go to one of the retailers. You know your big bad toy stores and your your uh, wherever you want to go. I was going to say Dorkside. Don't go there, I guess. Uh, You were probably (laughs) thinking of what I was thinking, and that was um, to view some of the Dork Lair. Yes. Which is different videos because he does some great comparisons to kind of help you figure out what to buy and, you know, what to get from what retailers, um, you know, because definitely if you missed it, you didn't miss it because you can still get in on those retailers now. And Dork Lair is fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, he he really breaks everything down for you. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. So, um, yeah. Uh, can you think of anything else we need to talk about before we get into today's topic, Len? Um, you know, not not so much. We had our little a lot. Of, I mean, I, I, it seems like not a lot happened, but it kind of did, right? We had um, the trolls came in and shipped. It's a little little snafu with their heads but that's being taken care of yeah um there was um cosmic is getting shown more we're getting to see a lot more um cosmic which is exciting we if you saw yesterday did you see steve the new boxes yeah pretty sweet huh yeah that's really really amazing that for for the fans who didn't see it, it they're um no longer the clamshells that they're going to be that they were used to they're going to be full boxed with like surrounding box art front window and the back is going to have uh the other characters available on it kind of like a homage yeah a cross sell to like the old when you would get your action figures when you were a kid and you can look and see all the other ones that you wanted to get yeah pretty neat um I know some some news that just dropped maybe today or but very recently though, and uh, I think it's pretty cool. The announcement, oh, yes. that, the announcement that Nate Barch is officially part of the studio now as their their artist. I mean, he kind of was their artist anyways, but I guess apparently now there's he's he's full time theirs. So um, anybody who loves Legions. Uh, I'm sure loves loves uh, Nate's art. I don't. I've never heard anybody. I've never once heard somebody say, you know, their box art just just isn't very good. Never heard that one. Yeah, no, no. Maybe maybe back in the old days um, when people would say something, you know, how all the card backs were the same for many waves. That would, you know, but that's not him. 
No. It's still beautiful art. No. Yeah. No. I wonder if that means that uh, Nate's not going to be doing anything for Natal, Mattel. You know, any of the we saw him. Uh, he did that awesome the too bad box art for Mattel, and it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I would think that maybe it means that Mattel's the side chick now. You know. Yeah. So. Maybe. Um. Either way, I mean, I'll take all the Nate Bar chart I can get, whether it's at Mattel or or Four Horsemen or wherever, because uh, not only is he an amazing artist, he's a super cool dude and he's friendly and he talks to me and he at least is very good at pretending like he likes me, so that's cool, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Good stuff out there. Um, well, I think... I, we're going to get into this topic. we got a special show for you today because, you know, um, being who we are, uh, the first uh, Mythic Legions podcast that ever existed, um, coming in, coming out of the gates, we were number one, uh, been through many iterations, but we've always got, we're always going to have that number one spot. Uh, we get access I mean to things. Go ahead, Len. No, yeah, I mean, we've been on the top ever since, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, when we go away, people yeah. people scream and moan and, like, where's more Legions cast? And um, thank you for that. It's You know, thanks for all the people that have been reaching out, saying we need a new show, blah, blah, blah. Uh, here we are. We're back. We're ready. And like you would expect, we've got we've got kind of an inside, inside track. Um a lot of you guys don't know that there was a very special uh, documentary uh, being done at Legion's Con this year. It was um, it was really on the down low, and, and by a very, uh, I think, famous guy involved. Uh, uh, have you ever heard? You know that guy that does a lot of the. Um, the, the, the voiceovers and the commentary for like the uh, the, the the planet shows where they show you know they they, they came out when the the, the high definition screen, uh, TVs were coming out and they were showing all this right. great footage of like birds and everything and it, what's it, his name is David Attenborough I think Attenborough Attenborough yeah 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 David yeah. Yeah, he's really great in everything. And, and, um, British accent. British yep. accent. He's really cool. Um, So if you've ever heard of him, you'll be really excited to hear that his brother, Donald, was actually at Legion's Con. And Donald does a little bit of that on the side. Maybe a little bit lesser known than David. Um, You know, he's uh, he's done some, you know... Smaller projects. He did that whole thing about um, cats that don't like hair. Uh, he did a little documentary on that. He did a, a duck out of water. You've ever seen duck out of water? That, I never saw that one. Uh, it's it's it, it's it's really good. It chokes me up every time. Um, but he narrates a lot of stuff. Uh, a little bit more on the indie circuit. So okay, okay, yeah. So. I think his brother does a lot of BBC work, if I'm not, if I'm correct, and Animal Plant, you know, the big National Geographic type thing. Yeah, he gets all the the sugar work, you know, the big stuff. But I think, I, I, from what I hear, Donald is really where it's at. Okay. Um, yeah. But, so he was at Legion's Con, 
And he was doing a study on Legion's Con collectors. And he's, he filmed and recorded some footage and stuff. And I guess they're putting together this documentary. Uh, hopefully it'll get picked up by um, Amazon. And hopefully it'll be one of those stupid things you don't have to pay for. Because I hate it when you have to pay for an Amazon documentary. It's Yeah, you know, I usually won't watch them. Yeah. Um, but, um, so yeah, Donald is, is got, so anyways, Donald reached out to us and he was like, Hey, uh, I've, I've been recording stuff. I want to know what you guys think of it. Cause you guys are legions cast and you're, you gotta be like the coolest fans of legions out there. And uh, I said, Hey, I, so we, we, we previewed it a little bit and we've got some recordings. We reached out to him. We're like, Hey, can we share this a little bit? Just little, little excerpts of what you're doing and maybe we could get our fans excited so that when this thing debuts, you know, uh, people will be excited for it. So we've got actual audio from this documentary. We're going to share today a little bit about what this guy saw about Legion's, Legion's collectors. So, yeah, this is very exciting. This is a kind of like sneak peek world premiere type thing. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, uh, what he does is is he picks out, like I said, certain types. But he, you know, he's got a little intro for people because you know everybody knows what legions are. So if you uh, if you're at home channel surfing and you happen to step on this documentary and be like, hey, what's this? Well, as long as you catch it at the beginning, I guess you're gonna get a little a little a little uh, introduction. So are you ready? Should I just play this line, or did you, you have anything you want to add? Sure. I mean, I don't think it needs much setup. I mean, it was, I think some people are going to be surprised because the way that, you know, they filmed the footage and uh, did the audio was pretty incredible. Like, I, I mean, I, we, you and I, I feel like we were the only two that noticed it at the show. And that was like only by chance. They almost had like a, almost like a duck blind set up in the one corner and no one knew it was even there. Like the, the, the way that they were capturing footage, like, you know, well into the night, it was incredible. It was very, very super stuff. I, I actually, as weird as because they were really, really under the radar. Gerard didn't even know what was happening. No, I mean, Gerard no. Was I, the show. I believe, I believe that Joe, his partner, Joe might've let them in or like signed off on it. Uh, Cause I was talking to Donald uh, midway through. And I think that, you know, they obviously had a sign off, but like, yeah, I mean, they literally had like like they 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 were hidden with behind like uh, Chubsy Wubsy's table filled with <laughs> yeah filled with um you know with uh, Star Wars Black series that no one was looking at, and it was the perfect camouflage really for the event. So it, it was great. Like so, yeah, I'm I'm excited to hear this. I haven't heard this yet. So um, like I said, this is raw audio. Uh, there 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 could even be could even be mistakes in it i i don't know we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see we will see but, right uh, it's on it's unedited really yeah it is it is really good so um i'm gonna play the intro here let me um just a minute welcome to the world of mythos what is mythos you ask mythos is the fictional world created by an independent toy company called the four horsemen this toy line's humble beginnings as a fan-funded kickstarter campaign has snowballed into a highly successful sword and sorcery toy line that now in 
enjoys its own convention called Legion's Con. I am here at Legion's Con, along with hundreds of Mythic Legions collectors, to witness what makes these folks tick. Let us discover the different types of collectors that exist. And I think we will find that its collectors are as diverse as the Toy Lion's own characters. Well, that's exciting. Pretty good intro. I mean, you know. The... I'm ready. I mean, it, may, it sucked me in, just the intro. I want to know. I want to know what he observed, what he's seeing as the uh, typical collector. Yeah, and so, I mean, I, I've, I've listened to this and, and stuff, so um, he gets a little bit judgy in some spots, but, you know, hey, we'll, uh, we'll roll with it, and then we'll comment afterwards, see what, we're, see what we think of, of, of his, uh, his assumptions. So, okay, I'll play the next, the next one here. First, we will take a look at the MOC collectors. MOC means mint on card. These uptight people don't seem to enjoy the many features Mythic Legions are known for. Articulation and swapping parts mean nothing, as these collectors will only enjoy their figures by looking at them through plastic and cardboard packaging. Most accessories will be forever hidden behind the figure and will never find their place adorning the toy that they were expertly made to be worn by. Mint on card collectors tend to be boring. Live life looking through a window of sorts and never truly experiencing it. Ah, what do you think wow. about that? Is that dead yeah, on I mean, or what? I don't know. I... It is a little judgy. It is a little judgy. Um, well, I mean, well, meantime card collectors, uh, what do you think? Do you think they're a minority in the Mythic Legions world? Well, you know, I honestly think that in the beginning, um, you know, from the earlier start of the line, there there definitely um, were less of them. I feel like there were. Uh, you didn't run into too many people that said they were men on card collectors of the line. Um, mostly everyone I knew opened and at least displayed. You know, um, I think that I started seeing more and more men on card guys coming in when the values started to go up. So my like personally, I always think maybe it's a little bit of a commitment problem. Yeah. Like, you know, um, a joke that that I have with uh, some of my friends is uh, you don't you don't own it until you open it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like it's like that reality of like, OK, I have all this money sitting on the shelf. But if you're fooling yourself into thinking you can turn that back into cash and not be committed to it because it's not open. So it's like this, like commitment issue. So as, as I, I think as the line grows 
and we're just seeing a more greater variety of collector, we're definitely seeing more of them, you know, and now there's nothing wrong with that. I, I think Donald's a little judgy and saying that they're, they're um, boring. I, I don't think they're quite boring. I, I see, so I see a lot of guys with really cool displays of them. Yeah, I, I do agree. Uh, uh, I think what he was trying to say about, uh, you know, are you ever really truly experiencing what the, the, the line has to offer if you don't open them? Uh, with Mythic Legions especially, I think that that's, that's definitely uh, true. I definitely agree with you. And I've always thought that from the beginning, that to open is to give you the full experience and to actually play with it, change the parts. Um, sometimes the alt heads and the alt, the alternate gears are the, in my opinion, again, better pieces to display on the character. Yeah. So like a lot of times you miss that because you're, you, you're only looking at a package. Um, you see that at, when we go to shows, like if, if we have a, or if there's an open one on display and people see it, they'll tend to want to buy it more than just seeing it in a, in a package. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not seeing them with the pauldrons on, you're not seeing the capes, you know, I mean, a lot of these, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. But, you know, I mean, right from the start, they did the, they did the, uh, resealable packaging or the, the non-sealable packaging, if you really want to look at it that way. Um, and I think that was a really cool move that they did for, for men on card collectors, or I guess more for openers, um, right. that you can put them in, but man, I just can't see, uh, I can't, I can't identify with a mint on card collector very well because I mean, I just love, I just love my, my figures out of the box, but right to each right. their own. Well, you know, let's let's say this though. I mean, there are, like we talked about before with Cosmic, the um, the new packaging is pretty incredible. So if you take like that two pack that was just for sale, right, the Necronominus and the and the horse two pack, yeah. it's a beautiful set. It's beautiful. And even if you're a stout, open everything person, you might still want to get that because it just looks gorgeous. Yeah. So I mean, there's it's the same with your you know the convention packs like the um the ones we just saw the 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 your figure and the uh unknown one they they do look nice in the package um so i i think that might have like you know given birth to a more min on card collecting uh maybe with cosmic we'll see more of that because the way the packaging looks it's just you know it, it's like has more um more to it really yeah. right and I'm definitely one of those guys. I did I did order the Necronominus two pack, uh, because of that packaging, you know, because of. I mean, I've said many times I'm a sucker for a horse and a rider two pack, anyways. But um, this was just really cool. But, but I will be yeah. getting, you know, I'm also getting others to open. So, um, yeah, pretty cool. Let's uh, let's see what. Donald has All right. for, uh, his next his next type of Mythic Legions collector. The second type of Mythic Legions collector is the Papa and Swapper. 
These collectors enjoy the swappability of parts Mythic Legion's so well known for. But rarely do they spend much time with the characters in their factory form. These people tend to have a hard time enjoying what they have been given. Not only as a collector, but we also find in life as well. They have been known to pass out on a pile of disassembled body parts. There they are, exhausted and unfulfilled, with little hope of ever finding that perfect combination. Oh. That, that wasn't as bad. I, I, I thought, you know, that wasn't as, as judgmental. You don't think so? Uh. Uh, not really. He didn't mention the sore thumbs, but... <laughs> the sore thumbs? Thing. Yeah. Unfulfilled. Huh. Well, that could have been a little judgy, the unfulfilled part. But, uh, you know, I mean, I think a lot of those collectors are guys that probably, like, played with a lot of Lego as a kid. And maybe even as an adult. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, I think it's it's a it's a window into uh, into further customizing is what the what it is. It's a gateway. Yeah, no, I agree. There, there, are, I know some guys personally that have never like moved past it. Like they're happy doing the pop and swap. What my my observation with pop and swap is, it really gives a nice. Um, it lends itself nicely to the theme of legions. So if you have a character like, say, a Magnus that is named, right, he has a distinct face, distinct head sculpt, distinct story. But say you don't want to play into that because you want legions, you want a legion of characters, you have that alternate head or many other alternate heads that you can put onto that character and you can build your legions, right? You're, you can kind of build like an army behind him. And and I think that's that's really cool. I think that that's the first level past mint on card of people that start getting multiple figures, right? Like, so most mint on card guys, unless they're doing it for investment purposes, they're, they're getting one of each. But I think that when you get into the pop and swap zone, that's when you have guys that are like, well, I need one Magnus, but then I need six more. So I can, it can be his personal guard or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Popping and swapping. I know that, uh, I I do a lot of popping and swapping. I guess I, I in the early days I, I did it, but I always I always felt like I had to put them back to regular <laughs> <laughs> before. I mean, this is definitely before I started painting on them a lot and stuff, which which I didn't do until until a little bit later after I started collecting. Um, but yeah, I would I would like to I'd get figures that pop around and everything, but then when I was all done, I had to put them back. I guess that just yeah. means I really like the characters the horsemen give us. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I'll tell you what I did with my Deluxe Legions builders. Um, the, I took the entire set of all the nor, you know, the six, of the uh, normal six-inch scale figures, and I opened up the entire set of them, and I popped them all apart. And I put all their parts on the table my coffee table because mm-hmm. i was just i did it over a couple nights and i just started rebuilding them the way i kind of wanted them and that was a lot of fun i ended up keeping them that way but i also ended up like you know painting them later and but it was kind of neat just to take a whole wave 
and just take it apart down to nothing and well, just start swapping. I think that was a pretty cool way to do it because I know I bought a lot of extra of the Deluxe Legion Builders and the idea was for parts and, and, and customizing and everything. But what happens is if you leave them in package long enough, they become precious. Yes. And um, because they sell out, people can't get them, prices go up. And then your Legion Builders that you bought because you wanted to have a bunch of parts all of a sudden one day is $100 on, on eBay. And you have to open up that figure and paint it now, and now it's hard to do it. So what you did, you you do so you you still kind of have them all in different configurations. Oh yeah, they never went back to the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of did the same thing with the lithia, um, the wave. I didn't quite do it like that, where I just took them all down. But I think that my first set of the, of them, the six inch again, like I, they're all apart, like they're all in pieces. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fun that's the best part like, kinda, you know, I, I was thinking you were gonna say you disassembled them and just left them in parts and put them in a bucket because that would no. be kind of fun too to just pour out a bucket and just be like that would be a lot of fun i i, I wish i did have buckets of parts <laughs> <laughs> that's what the someone tell the horseman they need to sell that bucket of like, parts yeah bucket of parts <laughs> <laughs> no paint no nothing just bucket of parts that would be fun It'd be fun so let's see what Donald has next for us. Oh, he's gonna. Yeah, this is. I think I know what's next. It's gonna be. I don't know. Beware of the full customizer, for they're the ultimate in true narcissism. They possess an innate instinct to have to permanently change the factory offered characters to something of their own creation, often in their own image. Playing God is their game. They will surpass the popper and swapper. The customizer uses paint, sculpting material, and even electric rotary tools to mangle the plastic victims into a new thing of their own. Often, the end result can be beautiful. In this case, the customizer will most certainly be compelled to post images of this figure all over social media in an effort to receive attention. It is their way of fulfilling their often massive egos. Wow. Yeah. Narcissism. Narcissism. Wow. <laughs> I guess he. I guess he thinks they think they're so good they got to make their own stuff, huh? I, I guess so. <laughs> I guess that's what Donald's trying to say, right? <laughs> Customizers. Now I would add. Uh, Donald, he kind of. I don't know. I think he was kind of hard on the on the poor customizers, but. Um, me and you've talked about one aspect of customizers before and uh, the aspect that they're one of the least likely to complain about stuff. Absolutely. That, that group. Yeah. 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 We made that observation um, around the time that, you know, there was some maybe different drama was going on in the community and we kind of like thought, well, you know, 
don't ever see the guys that do customs make these complaints because usually um, they can just handle it. You know, they're more hands on. They're not they're not min on card. Uh, they're, they're buying just to rip them open anyway. Rip them open and rip them down, but yep. even more down. Down yep. to the ground. Yeah, that, it's, it is a lot of commitment when you're taking a figure and you're altering it past uh, it, what it came from the factory at. There's no going back with some of the modifications that we see. No, no, it's not. It's not. And, you know, I think it, I kind of feel like it was an eye opener and I wasn't even there. So this would probably be something you can comment on. But from what I heard of the, uh, the little thing you did at Legion's Con with, uh, through with Wolf King about the, 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 um, the customizing thing you did where people came in there and were able to swap parts around and stuff. Uh, I was kind of surprised when you guys were telling me how many people had never really popped and swapped at that point. It was like their first time learning how these figures even come apart. And Absolutely. Yeah. For me and you, that just seems so standard to our knowledge of mythic legions. It's like, it's, it's very, it's very interesting. So that when, um, you know, you see things on on social media if there's a problem or if somebody gets too left feet or if somebody has a, a paint mishap or something and they're freaked out by it. You know, it's like, you know, for us, it's like uh, just just pull another foot out of a bin. I got I got a bunch, you know. Right. And right. It's hard. Or to, something like a. I'm sorry, Steve. Go ahead. It's just it's just hard to imagine. You know that. Guys like us need to realize that not everybody is 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 that's that's not their that's not their way of 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 playing with their legions. So it's a little bit more stressful when things like that happen to them. Absolutely, like there's a lot of times you need to, you know, pull yourself away, pull that telescope back, and look at the big picture and try to think how someone else's experience is. So if I get a figure that the arm the the hand falls off and it won't stay in. I, I'm going to fix that in two seconds, right? I'm going to get a piece of little Teflon tape. I'm going to get maybe some putty, build it up with glue. There's a million things we know to do, but not everyone's like that. Like there's a lot of people that don't, might not even have a stick of glue in their house or crazy glue or anything, you know? So like you kind of have to like take it all with a grain of salt and help them out, you know, if they do say something about it. Now there is the case for, should it be doing this? Like, should this figure be doing this? And I think that a lot of times that has to do with the um, the features that that the the four horsemen are trying to keep in the figures, and that is the pop and swap ability, the the change ability. I mean, I'm sure, I am positively sure because they've been doing it how many years? Thirty years. <laughs> I mean, twenty. This isn't their first line, yeah, right? exactly. Like, I mean, they're even making like they're still they're still designing different companies' toys that are made to stay together, right? So if they do work for Super Seven, that's a non-pop and swap thing. They know how to make a joint that's not that the hand's not going to fall off, but it could be tricky to make that joint where the hand so the hand can be switched to another hand, right? Yeah, so exactly. so like yeah, I mean you know sometimes you it's a give and take. Um. And and definitely not everyone gets that because we have a lot of people coming from different toy lines that are made different ways that aren't supposed to be as um, customizable. And and we need to, like, kind of help those people out a little. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, his observations were pretty pretty good, I guess, uh, old Donald. I don't know. Um, I think there's multi-levels within that customizer level, you know, because you can go from – or you could, I, I, the way I gauge it, once you go past Pop and Swap, you go into paintbrushes. I guess you don't have to. I mean, you can kit bash, right? So what, remember that term yeah. where you would, like, take parts from other lines – and use some dremeling, some exacto knives, and kind of make them work where you still don't really have to paint. Yeah. Right? So that could be like almost one. And then there's the level of painting where you're going to do painted parts, altering the paint. And that takes a lot of commitment because you're, you're really, you're getting all different tools. You have to get a whole brushes and paints. Not that it's hard to do. You can go in and easy as you want, but that, that's a different commitment level. For sure. Yeah. I know a lot of guys personally, like friends that are um, not at that level. Like they're they're right at that level where they don't own a paint. It seems like that's a point, like, you know, a big stepping point in the community where you go past that. You start buying paint and it's a totally different experience. It's like you open the door. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's see which what, who he who he goes. Is more? Oh All yeah, right. we've got we've got a, I've got three more clips to play. So, oh, uh, let's go. So let's see what he says next here. Now we will look at what we like to call the factory poser. This collector is a friendly collector, often the easiest collector to get along with. They enjoy their figures exactly as they come. They love to arrange them on a display shelf and leave them there, often in static poses. If there was a complaint about these folks, it would be in their social skills, as they tend to be extremely boring. You can spot these collectors easily in conversation. If you find yourself in a boring conversation about local weather or the price of petrol, chances are you are face to face with a factory poser. Uh, uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, that, wow. <laughs> oh, they're really nice. Wow. These guys, yeah. but they're they're kind of. He says he, he think well. I was with him till the end there when he was <laughs> talking about um, how's the weather and the price of gas, but you know. Um, I guess. Well, he's a I, I know you. I know Steve. I, I know you're a master poser, and I don't take that lightly. I know it's something we kid about, but you really are. You have a ability to pose pose any figure in an amazing way. So what what is he talking about? Tell me, fill me in here. <laughs> I don't know if he's... I think this is what he's really talking about is people who just put put figures up on a shelf and leave them there. You know, I don't think he was really... You know, I don't think he's really... He, you got to remember, Donald's not a collector. So this is, you know, this is just his window. His, what, was he, what was he at Legion's Con for like two days, you know, to get, get right, to figure yeah. all this out? And I don't think he's talking about, you know, poser people. I think he's talking about... People that just get a regular figure and they don't do much with it, they put it on a shelf, they put it in a pose, and boom, there it sits. You know. Right. So they're not playing with it. 
or 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 they're not doing dynamic poses yeah or using dioramas just, i mean who knows what he's talking about here but but i definitely think you know the factory poser so the factory you know just comes out of the box the way it is and stays that way hmm, that's interesting i wonder what they do with all the other parts But, do you think a do you think a factory poser throws away the packaging, or do they keep all the packaging? Wow, I think you could, I think you could probably do either. Right. I, again, I think there's different like levels even within the poser level. Huh. Huh. Again, it's all about commitment. But do if you, you throw that package away? It's yours. Do we know anybody that's just kind of a um? You know, they get it. They don't mess with it. They put it on a shelf. They're done with it. Well, you know, um, our friend Cookie. Yeah. Um, he more that's more or less what he does. Interesting, interesting little fact about the way he collects is, if the character has an alt head, he'll get two, because mm-hmm. he has to have the one with the alt head and the one with the head that's on it, right? And and, and he does it with all of them. So so that's like kind of interesting. I don't but. I don't know too many people that do it that way, but he definitely does it that way. So it's the same even with like the troll, like his troll. If it, now that the trolls have the alt heads, he has to have a Brontus with the original head and a Brontus with the alt head. And he does have them all displayed all throughout his house. He has, you know, everything out. And he throws his packages away. And Cookie's very friendly. Very friendly. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, he, you know. Donald's got a few things right here. Yeah, he doesn't really talk about the... Cookie doesn't talk about the price of gas that often. <laughs> I, I guess Donald doesn't like people who talk about this, you know? Yeah. Uh, how's the weather? I mean, that is really stock stuff if you don't know. Hey, it's kind of cool outside, isn't it? I mean, I get it that, that that's kind of stock, stock conversation, but wow. Donald, I'd like to meet this guy. Hmm. Again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know he was... I wonder what he would say about us. Huh. You mean where he class, would classify us? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. All right, well... Moving on. Okay, what's next? The Kid Basher is a collector of Mythic Legions that just may be the most violent. They have extreme violent tendencies. They can be loving to their legions, but horrible to other toy lines. Often, they strip and destroy other figures, giving their belongings Sometimes their limbs, sometimes their very heads. Two, their much favored Mythic Legions toys. A kit basher has seen so much toy horror that you may notice the thousand yard stare. They possess it often when looking at new fodder, knowing the horrible dread these figures will soon be suffering. Oh, well, 
I, I mentioned Kit Basher. I didn't realize that he was actually putting him in a whole different category, but I'm fine with that. I, I can <laughs> see uh, how the Kit Basher could be something unto itself. Yeah. Violent, huh? The most violent tendencies. Ah, <sighs> about violent. I will. I will. You know, share a story. Yeah. Okay. Like when you were talking about the um, breakout room at Legion's Con, where we were doing the pop and swap and the kind of tutorial thing for different people. And one of my favorite moments of the event was um, it's about halfway through the event, and I don't know what possessed him. <laughs> But Jeremy all of a sudden got really excited. Jeremy Gerard, that is. Mm -hmm. And he got up on a chair and he grabbed a figure out of the bins. I think it was like a League of Legends Creech figure that looks like a kind of looks like a ring wraith or a phantom. And he's like, I want to show everyone something. And he, you know, boomed out with his Jeremy voice and said, everyone watch. So every all eyes went to him. And he took the figure and raised it over his head. <laughs> and with a mighty, mighty twist and turn, snap, he broke it in half. And everyone was like, oh, kind of in awe. Because you're like, you know, this figure was perfect, fine, nothing wrong with it. And, and Jeremy just snaps it and catches the intention of everyone in the room, all eyes on him. And he took the belt off, the skirts, and pop, 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 made a whole new figure out of a legion with it, using all the pieces. And I'm not kidding or exaggerating when I say draw, jaws dropped, because a lot of those people just were like, wow, I can do that? And up to that point, no one was using those fodder bins that had non-legion figures. They, they, I had a bunch of stuff I had in there, you know, like, there were some older, not as cool Motu classics, there was all, all kinds of Lord of the Rings, no one was touching them. After that, everyone was grabbing them and ripping nice. them apart. And it was like a slaughterhouse. Wouldn't it be crazy if in uh, Donald's documentary he was able to f catch that on film? And when he's talking about the violence, he shows Jeremy ripping figures in half. That would be amazing. And, and, then, the, and then the chaos that would ensue. <laughs> yeah, everybody yeah. becomes bloodthirsty and runs to destroy <laughs> perfectly, perfectly innocent figures. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I I love it. I think I'm always on the lookout for figures that I think that I can harvest parts from. Um, that's my clearance like type of search. Sure. Uh, you go, you know, going to Target, Walmart, looking for things with those clearance prices. I'll admit sometimes I get myself into trouble because I I justify some purchases by saying I can use the parts and I never do. And then I end up with a bunch of like, uh, you know, McFarland figures that I don't really want. Sure. So I have I have backed off on that lately. But yeah, I mean, that's definitely a thing. You, you just if you have that eye, you always keep looking for something. Yes. Once you start once you start looking at things differently, you can uh, you'll see you'll see a lot more. For sure. Yep. Goes with legions. All right. Let's finish this up with his last opinion on the different types of mythic legions collectors. All right, I can't wait for this. Donald, give us some gold here. Lastly, we will take a look at possibly the most despicable of Mythic Legion's collectors. I call them the Light Mixer. And I have observed conversations with many right here at Legion's Call. These collectors constantly convince themselves that other toys fit in with 
The Legion's aesthetic. They are almost always wrong. These people fill their shelves with things like Lord of the Rings horses, dinosaurs from Jurassic Park, He-Man, and maybe the worst of all, the old man Hawkeye head. Now, of course that one is just a part swap, but it is an egregious offense. The problem is, these people have no patience, and they often suffer, as they have twelve Lord of the Rings horses, and no shelf space when Balius finally arrived. Often, these people are hoarders. They tend to be unkempt and have a vast collection of stretchy, athletic clothing. They are truly disgraceful. That's... <laughs> oh, he saved the best for last. Oh, wow. Line, you don't like line mixers. He does not like line mixers. <laughs> I wonder how he got that out of his observations at Legion's Con, but I, I guess he. Uh, I'm guessing he had maybe he overheard some conversations. I'm guessing he had a. He must have interviewed Travis. Because yes, I, I agree. <laughs> Jeez. But to stereotype them all as wearing leisure wear. That's <laughs> <laughs> the most despicable. Wow. Wow. I, I'll be honest with you, though, as I, you know, except for the, the end with the leisure wear, I almost have to agree with old Donald on a lot of that. <laughs> I don't know if that makes me the bad guy. <clears throat> well, I know people did go, there was a big run on Lord of the Rings horses there for a while. <laughs> and, Absolutely. You know, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, then, then good old Balius came out. Now look how many horses we've got hanging around. Yeah, yeah. So, I will. I will admit. I think the Lord of the Ring horses did have an aesthetic that was okay. They didn't look like ridiculously out of line on the shelves with with some of them. Uh, just a little too small. Right. Yeah. The scale was was it was obviously different, but horses all come in different sizes. Um, Baileys is obviously the better option, but um, I don't think it was horribly out of line. Some people mix some things that are really. You know, a little out there, in my opinion. Um, you know, I don't want to be as judgy as Donald, but I, I definitely feel there's some things that you just shouldn't have on your shelf with Mythics. But everyone can do their own thing. Yeah, I mean, they can. My biggest pet peeve is, well, it's a part more than anything else. I just I just can't do the old hawk, the old man Hawkeye head with the wavy hair. I just can't do it anymore. No, I just no. went a little crazy with that. No. It's too small, anyways. But yeah. Um, no, man. I, 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 you know, I have watched my friend Travis. We all know and love. Just buy stuff that he intends on putting on the shelf, and he tells us, just put a paint job on it, and it'll fit in. And, <laughs> uh, it, it, and there's no. Every he has very little. He has very few of this stuff that ever does make it to his shelf, and. Um, yeah, it is despicable. Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me of a story. Can I tell a story? I'd love for you so, to tell a story. I remember when I first started with Legions, 
uh, in the early days, and I was really excited. And one thing that I was excited about for them was that I thought I could I would I had these intentions of mixing them with with mo with Masters of the Universe classics. I thought, you know, that they were the same scale, roughly, you know, they were very much the same size. And I remember thinking like, yeah, these are going to be great together. I mean, they're going to look so cool. And the first time I ever put um, a classic Skeletor next to a Legion and I set him on the table and I looked at him and I was so disappointed because they just don't have that same aesthetic look that made me happy. They didn't bring me joy the way that they looked. So I that kind of I remember that being a little crushing. And I was like, well, then just going to be on different shelves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. There's not there's not a whole lot that I think. Really, um, really fits, you know, I mean. To be honest, even 3D aftermarket parts sometimes. There's sometimes I see an aftermarket part and I'm a part, and I'm like, I don't know if that fits. Right, um, right. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it needs to have that aesthetic. You know, that's why. That's why the line's really nice. Like, not to like, you know, go over fanboy on it, but I mean, it is really more or less from the mind of one person. And and that mind keeps a really nice, um, you know, artistic aesthetic aesthetic throughout the yeah. whole line. So that's one thing you know that I've always appreciated. Yeah. No, I think that that's that's what's cool, and that's what keeps me coming back is that that I'm invested in that style. There was a comment I must have been in the cabal or somewhere about. Uh, somebody recently, and this is a, this is a conversation that's been had over and over and over for people who've been around a long time. But recently, it was either brought up again as, you know, serious question: is are the humans in Mythic Legions proportionally scaled? Did you see this? Post? Yes, I actually did. I'm surprised we haven't talked about it till now. And you know, and it's a fun question because no, I mean, if you're comparing them to real anatomy, the you know, a real perfectly scaled human no they're not they're not done that way and i think that's why i like them so much there's a stylized there's a stylization to them that i enjoy exactly just like any um cartoon that that you know this cartoon has a different look like uh masters of the universe each series could have a totally different look to the cartoon to the characters as long as they fit each other yeah you know, so so as long as those scales look good amongst themselves, then there's no problem with it. Um, someday when we have uh, when we have Eric Treadaway on, uh, we need to ask him like about that, like because I think it's like almost like uh, you know from the automotive world the seat of your pants type of meter, and I think that's like the what they kind of do with the figures. It's more of like the eye, the eye appeal of the scale of the head. So like you know this guy's like who is it Attilus, like you know his his head's ginormous, mm-hmm. like compared to what it should be, like or should be or should not be. It's re- but it looks great when you look at it all in one piece. It, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. One thing they didn't do is that that other toy lines tend to do is they didn't give their especially like their barbarian shirtless people they didn't do the huge melon deltoids on them 
They've got kind right. of more of a um, there's more of a slope to their shoulders, and it it looks really cool. I mean, you know, um, and I I think that's that's it sets them apart from other because everybody does the big huge melon deltoids. I mean, go back to Power of the Force with Star Wars and they did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Luke was Jack, you know. Jacked up Luke. I remember those. Yeah, yeah. So. No, it's 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 fun, but uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. It, it's not to downgrade any of the other lines out there. I mean, no, I'm not saying that. It's just that sometimes I don't think they mingle. Like, say the gargoyles, like the new NECA gargoyles. I I don't think they go with legions. No. Some people do. I've heard some people say this goes with legions. I don't I don't see it. But you know, you do you. That's what the thing. Like, if it makes you happy, then do it. I'm not gonna like criticize it, but. Everyone has their own opinion on what what fits and what doesn't. We see it with mounts too. Like there's some different weird mounts that people think look great, but you know, I'll wait for the horsemen's. <laughs> Me too. That's where I'm at with with things. You know, Goliath is a beautiful figure. Um, right. I own it, and it's really cool. If Tridaway was going to sculpt a gargoyle figure, I don't think it would look like that. Right. It would not look like Goliath. It just wouldn't, in my opinion. You mean a Goliath-like figure, not Goliath. Like, if he was hired by, say, NECA to do uh, Goliath. Oh, if he's like, trying to do Goliath. Yes. If he's trying it to do look Goliath, great, but it, it would look like Goliath. It wouldn't look mythic, though. Like, it would, like, he, it, you know, the, the, mythic is obviously, like, a look that's specific to those figures, to the legions. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, very cool. Um... Yeah, I don't know. What do you think of old Donald? Do you think we'll ever? I wonder if we'll ever see this little project he's working I, on. But I hope so. But I kind of don't hope so. I don't know if he. Uh, he's a little. He's a little harsh and a little judgy. But you know, maybe maybe he can do some post interviews or something that he can get a little better outlook into the community. Maybe he. Maybe he, maybe we can get him into the cabal, so he can see what's going. He can observe in the natural habitat. Maybe if we could get him in the cabal, that would be kind of funny. Uh, it would be kind of, you know, hey. Yeah, maybe he just, maybe, and maybe that's why he doesn't get the, the more mainstream jobs. Maybe he's just a little edgy. He's that just, could be it, too. He's, trying, yeah. he's just a little too edgy for the BBC, the BBC. So. Yeah. Maybe he's a little bitter because of his brother. Maybe. Um, but I, I do want to thank him for uh, giving us this material to to share with everybody. So, yeah, thanks, Don. Um, yes. So, Len, I think that's it for us today. Yes, All I think right. that was great. I think everyone got to see a little inside to the uh, film documentary industry, a little little, little special look into it. And we also got to analyze the different um, species of collector in our own little world here. For sure. Um well, great. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in uh, to uh, Chapter 41 of Legion's Cast. Um, we'll try to get back to you soon this time. Uh, I'd like to, for 2023, put out um, more episodes than to 2022. So uh, that's, my, that's, my, that's my New Year's res- resolution for Legion's is to, to, do, to do more episodes with my buddy Len and whoever else joins us. Absolutely. I love that. 
Alright, oh uh, boy, um, we're gonna go away, we'll come back, until then we'll see you around the land of mythos. Bye everyone.